And I am so excited to have with me a beautiful, brilliant, amazing doctor. Um, she and I go a couple years back. Um, it's really interesting because her journey has been um, going from a you know family physician to uh, anti-aging medicine. She is a naturopathic doctor, and I'm really glad to have her on this chat with us today because doctors really are our heroes uh, nowadays, um, and just super excited for you to carve out time out of your day. How are you, Monica? Great, great. Thanks for having me, Lee. Awesome. So glad to have Dr. Monica Xu uh, with us to chat about um, just everything that's going on. Um, so can you, can you tell us like a little bit more about like your journey into, into your path today? Sure. I'll, um, briefly just, um, explain a little bit how I became a naturopathic doctor rather than a conventional medical doctor or doctor of osteopaths. It's actually, um, kind of culture based because as Chinese I identify a lot of the the principles with naturopathic medicine which is treat the root cause not just palliative care yes. not just giving you a pill tell you to go home and voila I'm done and never see you again or perhaps to you inconsistently really not resolving the issue what happens I see a trend of um even in even in my family where my parents start with one pill and then the second pill and third pill and fourth pill and all their explanations while well, the doctor told me to take it. Mm -hmm. and the fear is if I don't take this, something bad will happen. Well, with knowledge, I know that there are things that we can do proactively and also preventatively to not to get where the spot where you have to take a lot of medication and that falls in the same principle as naturopathic medicine. A lot of it is preventative care and empower patient with the right skill set, right knowledge and right um, direction where it takes them to a better health rather than relying the power on the pharmaceutical medications, which most of them are meant for acute treatments to my personal uh, judgment. Mm -hmm. And um, long term, I think it goes back to the fundamentals where a lot of it is being over preached over the media, you know, um, the basic health foundation. And that's where I tend to focus on when I see my patients really addressing their conditions, but also incorporate that integrated with their uh, fundamentals, where are they lacking, you know, what problems they have difficulty with, or challenges that we can work together to overcome. And then really this kind of practice gave me a lot more patient doctor time instead of being rushed. You know, I used to go through insurance system. I only have 35 minutes with a patient and then 15 minutes I have to deal with a computer, putting all the notes and do the codings and everything. It allows me to have more uh, relationship building with my patients. Mm -hmm. And I find that very, very, um, how do I say, I really appreciate that. And um, um, the patient also do as well. They can ask me other questions, irrelevant to to the medical diagnosis and then you know it just comes to to to, to a point where um we just find more things at di different levels you know instead of just focusing on where symptoms what have you done what have you not done here what you should be doing by it's more of you know this these are the things that um from my experience that has worked or you know what have you thought of this, it's more of a discussion rather than a dictatorial relationship. Um, so I really enjoy that perspective of it. And progressively it goes into the longevity medicine, which 
a lot of it is preventions, um, catching people before they fall off the cliff or catching them, seeing them on the wrong paths and redirect them. It's more, um, that, that's where I'm mostly focusing on now. Awesome. Yeah. So glad to have somebody like you who just have a holistic view, view of it. Um, so what is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk? So a lot of people don't know much about naturopathic medicine. Most of the time, I when I introduce myself, even at the uh, professional level, I say I'm a naturopathic doctor. They're very new to the vocabulary, naturopathic. Mm-hmm. Um, what that really entails is, you know, like people are saying, oh, you just do a bunch of herbs or you only prescribe X, Y, and Z. It's really um, one very small snippet of what we do. Um, We don't just give you herbs as palliative care. You know, instead of giving you statin, we'll give you rice, rice. No, Um, that is one of the strategy temporarily, but really it it goes a lot deeper in, in terms of how involved we are in the patient care. Um, so that's something that people are saying, oh, you, you just do a dietary change or are you similar to a dietitian? It's rather with the medical evidence-based focus, um, we practice that way instead of, um, you know, go with the mainstream what the media is preaching. And then we'll say, okay, well, you know, diet, basic things, low carb or um, X, Y, and Z, that's talked about by Dr. Oz. It's really individualized that diet to that person that's the medicine we practice is more personalized um precision-based medicine rather than the general I, I guess from my perspective that people are just saying are you are you a chinese doctor or do you prescribe chinese herbs or things like that it's rather more uh, a superficial way of looking at it it's um to me it's i take it really personal um and um very prideful that, you know, it's a lot more than just giving an herb and calling it um, your cure or, you know, your alternative. It's not an alternative, it's by choice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think um, my mom studied briefly Chinese medicine and it's so much work. It's like so many things to memorize and just the terms and everything. I think it's super vigorous and people don't see the in-depth training of it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, So what kind of patients do you see? Um, mostly the patients varies by age or, you know, I see both genders. I'm not exclusive to women's health or men's health, so I see both. And a lot of my current patients are adults, means that they are 30 years older, as old as someone who's well into their 90s. So it's a quite a bit of uh, age group. But most of them actually come in with um, one or two things that, you know, common or a common complaint, but I have acid reflux, or, you know, I have this joint pain, or I have this uh, excess um, fatigue that I don't know, where I feel like I have a thyroid problem. It's much more of a a hormonal-based or endocrine-based. A lot of it, it's uh, very, how do I say, it's very generalized symptom. They just want to come in to feel better, to feel that they're, 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 they're old self again. It's not, you know, they're getting older. It's not a, uh, that's, that's just a, a phrase. It's, you know, it's not a real medical diagnosis. Right. right. Oh, great. And then um, what, what uh, in this coronavirus outbreak, like, so what are your thoughts on how to uh, make our immune system stronger? Um, there are several parts to the immune system. I also want to go back to, 
the gut, um, we'll touch a little bit about the gut because it is pretty big organ in our body and 70% of the immune cells are in the gut. So a lot of times, um, you know, having a healthy diet can reduce the burden of our body and can, in, in a way, enhance our immune response. But before going to that part, I just want to uh, clarify that there are things that we're doing day-to-day practice that actually are harming our immune system. In, you know, today, a lot of people are staying home and really means that they don't have their regular set schedule, getting up, going to work, coming home. So then sleep becomes one of the things that falls off first. Uh, we tend to stay up later, watch more things on our screens, and then, you know, it kind of takes a toll on our body and goes back to the fundamentals. Sleep is one of the most important parts. Having good quality sleep promotes your own body's ability to fight off any kind of infections and it's very restorative. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to touch on. It's actually, um, you know, revisit your sleep habits and that can be helpful having a routine, having a set schedule where you're in bedtime routine during this time. That's uh, a little bit unusual in terms of the day-to-day schedule. Um, so the second part is actually going to your mental emotional health. Um, by now, I think we're well into the March or transitioning to April. It's been talked about in the media for over two months, but more and more the news has been stressful and um, people have a lot of negative emotional response. I would say it's a stress response, you know, seeing their business going down, seeing their um, stock going down, we're seeing those changes that they don't feel that they have control of, and then it really takes a toll on their stress hormones. Of course, that's one of stress hormones. What I recommend is instead of focusing so much on the social media or the news report, you know, schedule time, see the main important updates, acknowledge it, and start doing some uh, meditation. It's very simple. And you don't have to be an expert in meditation, really just find a quiet space and um, letting your mind really tune tune into your inner thoughts and, you know, letting them go, recognizing them. There are a lot of free apps that people can use. And also there's a lot of guided meditations on YouTube and available somewhere um, where you can just have free access to, uh, or even audio tapes, you know, from audibles that people can use as a tool to really ground themselves and, um, being inside is, you know, depends on where you are in the city, in the more population dense area, people, I would say, yes, stay inside, it's safe, but also it's not unsafe being outdoor where you're in the nature. Um, I want to say that because of, uh, uh, how do I say, the social distancing, the physical distancing part, People think social distancing or physical distancing means that you, you don't exercise outside. Actually, it's okay to exercise outdoor um, as long as you keep that, you know, physical distance. Corona is not something that it's airborne. It's rather transmit from person to person. If there's nobody around you in a 10-mile radius, you're not going to get the virus. You know, I'd rather you be out in the nature, get some fresh air, you know, walk on the grass, grounds yourself, there's some connection between human and nature and just being outside that really helps you calm the nervous system and recenter us. So that is something that um, I think it's good to do and it doesn't increase your risk of exposure. Of course, if you have 
a lot of people around you, then stay isolated. That's a wider choice. That's a better choice. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, thank you so much. And how can we like get in touch with you? Like you, we we chat a little bit. Like can can we you know book an appointment with you through telehealth, telemedicine? Like um, how how can we continue the conversation with you and work with you? Um, great. Um, that's a good question. So most of the visits I can, most of the consults I can do um, through, like you said, through telehealth. Uh, what you can do is actually visit my website. It's Dr. Monica, spelled out, and my last name, xu.com. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a little questionnaire where you can put your information in and request appointment or, you know, if you have questions, feel free to contact me that way. And um one of the office staff or myself will reach out to you to do the follow-ups, um, see what what we can do, work together, um, whether it requires, um, you know, uh, in-office visit later, we can schedule that after this ban has been lifted. But if, I've, you know, if you want to just get started, try to work on something that you've been wanting to work on, such as your health, then definitely check out the website and um, put in your contact information. And um, once we receive that, then we'll reach out to you. Awesome. So thank you so much, Dr. Xu, for sharing with us so much important stuff, relevant stuff right now, and just, you know, good, good generation, good information overall. So guys, please visit her website, monikashu.com. That's X-U uh, for the non-Chinese, and that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share uh, with our with our audience that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Oh, there's just so much things <laughs> I talked about. I can just go ramble on for hours. But um, like yeah. I said, if, you know, this is a critical time, but I think stay positive. Um, the I see a light of end of the tunnel because my friends in China already back to work. You know, things are you know, back into the normal routines and in states, it's a little bit uh, critical time, but just know that things will get better, have faith and stay positive and, um, you know, keep it up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, again, please visit her guys and thank you so much. And I hope to have you on future shows to come. Thank you, Lee.